Welcome to A Bigger Life, where you can break through the distractions, stop, listen, and speak to God in prayer. I'm Dave Cover. I want to help you use the Bible as your conversation with God so you can live a bigger life. Look for new episodes of A Bigger Life every Tuesday and Thursday. If you want to be reminded, you can follow us on Twitter at A Bigger Life Pod. Now, that's not awesome, right? A Bigger Life Pod is not, uh, doesn't really make a lot of sense when you put pod at the end, but podcast was too long. A Bigger Life was already taken, I think. So A Bigger Life Pod will give you a fresh reminder every time we post a new episode in your Twitter feed. Or if you want to follow me, uh, you can follow me at Dave Cover on Twitter as well. I want to look today at Psalm 89. It's a great example of something that Jesus said after he rose from the dead and he was talking to his disciples. And he said something in recorded in Luke 24, verse 44. It says, and he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. So this is something that Jesus had already said to them before he died, before he rose from the dead. He's just repeating himself. He says that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. So that's the whole old, what we would call the Old Testament. But Jesus specifically mentions the Psalms. It's interesting because he quotes the Psalms more than any other Old Testament book. He clearly read the Psalms, prayed the Psalms, and here he's saying that the, everything written about him in the Psalms must be fulfilled. And then it says in verse 45, then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. There's a lot to be said there. One is that Jesus saw the Psalms as pointing to him, and we will for sure see that here in Psalm 89, but I'm going to talk about that aspect of Psalm 89 in the next episode. This is a long psalm. It's a 52-verse psalm, so I'm going to divide it up into two episodes. But that interesting phrase in Luke 24:45, where it says, Jesus opened their minds to understand the scriptures. What that tells me is that the Bible is a spiritual book. It's not just information. There's something about it that is the Word of God. Uh, Paul says it is the sword of the Spirit in Ephesians chapter 6. The author of Hebrews says it's, the, it's living and active. There's something about the Bible that is the it is something the holy spirit uses it's living it's active it's the sword of the spirit and paul there is talking about the metaphor of spiritual warfare there's something about the bible that helps us in our own spiritual warfare and that brings up this reality that psalm 89 talks about we're going to get to that but the bigger story is bigger yet as we see in Psalm 89. And I'm going to talk about that, but I first want to just read the first two verses. It says, I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord. Now that's all capital L-O-R-D. So I will sing of the steadfast love of Yahweh, the I am. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. 
Now, the author of this is is saying that when he's writing this psalm, he is making known. He is making known God's faithfulness to all generations by writing this psalm. But it's also something in there that I think is important for us to catch. And that is when we speak either by singing or he says, with my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness. Verse two, for I said, steadfast love will be built up forever. Speaking with our mouth, whether it's by singing, which is important, or by just speaking, there's something about actually saying something, going beyond merely thoughts. A lot of times we think our our thoughts, we might think our prayers, and that's fine to pray inside our head. But there's something more, I think, spiritually powerful about speaking prayers with our mouth. There's something that our brain happens in our brain, the wiring of our brain. When we say something, when we speak something, it has a greater effect on rewiring our brain toward that that truth. But I also think it has a kind of spiritual power in our lives in the spiritual realm when we speak truths of God's word, when we speak praises. I have found it to be more powerful in my life to speak my praises or to sing my praises, to say them with my mouth rather than merely think them in my head. Thinking them in my head is fine. That's a form of meditation. That's great. But there's a there's a place for that. But there's more power, I think, in actually speaking our praises. And so I will sing of the steadfast love of the I am, God's steadfast love. Again, this is a most repeated phrase that that word chesed, that Hebrew word for God's steadfast love is is repeated over and over again in the Psalms. It's probably the most repeated attribute of God in the Psalms. And so we want to repeat that ourselves. We don't want to think in terms of, well, I've read that before. When we come back to the psalm, psalm after psalm, and we're, we're told to praise God for his steadfast love, we want to repeat that. We want to emphasize that. We want to remind ourselves of the steadfast love of the I am. The I am who is the source of all existence. He is the author of all life, the giver of all life. He's our creator, and he is always in the present tense. I am is always in the present tense, and that means he's always in our present, present tense. And I don't mean to play upon words too often, but you know, there's tension in our lives. And so whatever the present tense you experience in your life, God is there in the present tense. The main thing here is for us to understand as we speak these praises to God that we emphasize the steadfast love of the I am. When we think of God, whatever comes to your mind and your imagination, and you're always using your imagination when you're thinking of God, you're always using your imagination whenever you pray. It's impossible to pray without using our imagination. We want to develop our vocabulary. We want to extend our imagination with the words the Bible gives us to ascribe to God. Steadfast love is something to say out loud that has a power to it. Oh Lord, your steadfast love is forever. Your steadfast love for me is forever, forever. I will sing of your steadfast love. Think about that. I will sing forever. I will forever be praising God for his steadfast love. Forever you will be praising God's 
steadfast love. It will never get old. It will always be new. It will always be amazing. The infinite God and his steadfast love is infinite. It will never be something that has been exhausted. You will always have something new to praise, something new to marvel at, something new to stand in awe of God's steadfast love for you. So he says in verse two, for I said, steadfast love will be built up forever. Forever God's steadfast love will continue to be built up forever. In the heavens, you will establish your faithfulness. So these are the two attributes of God that the first two verses are talking about. God's steadfast love and his faithfulness. So let me read the first two verses again. Think about it with me. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever with my mouth. I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heavens, you will establish your faithfulness. The steadfast love and faithfulness of the I am. So he says in verse 14, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who exalt in your name all the day, and in your righteousness are exalted. One of the things the Psalms help us do is to develop our vocabulary for prayer. Like I said in previous episodes, that we don't want to be eight-year-olds when it comes to our vocabulary for prayer. We don't want to always say things that just sort of have this simpleton view, God help me, be with me. We don't want to say simple things like that as if we don't have an intelligent vocabulary when it comes to God. We want to let the Bible expand our vocabulary so that we pray things and we think things and imagine things that give us a truer concept of the story our life is in and give us a truer concept of who God is. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne, that God always rules in righteousness. God always reigns with justice, but also steadfast love and faithfulness go before him. His righteousness is never without his steadfast love. His justice is never without his faithfulness. His steadfast love is never without his justice. His faithfulness is never without his righteousness. Thankfully, they all come together in Jesus Christ. They all come together in the death and resurrection of Jesus on our behalf. So blessed are the people who walk, O Yahweh, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face. Here's that phrase again, the face of God upon us. Thinking of 2 Corinthians 4, 6, the God who said, let light shine in darkness made his light shine in our heart to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Blessed are the people who walk in the light of your face, who exalt in your name, the I am, who exalt in your name all the day and in your righteousness are exalted. In Christ, in his righteousness, we are exalted. We are exalted in God's righteousness. Jesus has become our righteousness. He has become 
the justice of God on our behalf. He has satisfied the justice of God, the righteousness of God for us in living the perfect sinless life and dying on the cross for our sins. His death has become our death. His resurrection has become our justification, our righteousness, our justice. We are made new, given a new beginning in the death and resurrection of Jesus so that righteousness and justice and steadfast love and faithfulness all come together in Christ, all are met in Christ, and so we stand before God, this God of righteousness and justice and steadfast love and faithfulness, secure in all of who God is, without being incinerated, without being condemned, secure because Jesus is all of these things, the righteousness, the justice, the steadfast love, the faithfulness of God on our behalf, for us, in us. And so we walk in the light of his face, the glory of God in the face of Christ, and we exalt in the name of Christ all the day. And in his righteousness, we are exalted. What this psalm is helping us do is focus our attention on who God is, his righteousness, his justice, his steadfast love, his faithfulness, and that we walk in the light of his face, the I am forever, praising the I am forever, the source of all existence, the giver of all life, the one who is always present with us forever. Forever we will joyfully exalt in his righteousness and exalt in his justice and exalt in his faithfulness to us, his faithfulness and his presence and his steadfast love. So the last verse of this psalm, verse 52, says, Blessed be Yahweh forever. Blessed be the I am forever. Amen and amen. Amen is this Hebrew word that gets transliterated into Greek. It's become our phrase as well that means this is true. This is faithful. Blessed praise be the I am forever. Forever we will praise him. Forever we will stand in his steadfast love and praise him for his steadfast love and for his faithfulness and for his righteousness that everything he does is right Every plan he has for us is right and according to his steadfast love for us. All of his will for us is according to his rightness and his perfection and his steadfast love and his faithfulness. Blessed be the I am. Blessed be he is. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. And so we pray aloud, even now, if you're listening to this podcast, feel free to sort of whisper the words behind me as I pray. I will sing, I will speak with my mouth of your steadfast love, O Lord. Your steadfast love is forever. And forever, I will praise you for your steadfast love. Forever, I will stand in your presence. Forever, this will never get old. Whatever you have for me in the kingdom of God, forever in your universe, all the excitement of your beauty, all the excitement of your new creation, your resurrected world, in a resurrected body, without sin, without death, without sickness, without crying or pain, the forever existence 
on your renewed creation that will shout with the glory of God and the beauty of God in a way that I cannot even imagine now. It will always be this sense of being surrounded by your steadfast love for me. And forever I will glory in your steadfast love, always secure in your steadfast love, never feeling insecure, never feeling anxious, never worrying, but always knowing without fear that I stand in the steadfast love of the I am forever and the faithfulness of God forever. Never a time will I doubt your faithfulness. Never a time will I feel separated from your steadfast love. Always secure in your faithfulness. Always secure in your steadfast love forever. So with verse 2, I say with my mouth, steadfast love will be built up forever and forever and forever. Your steadfast love will be built up, added to, continued never old, never tired, always new, and in the heavens, in your universe, you will always establish your faithfulness. The universe will always display your steadfast love and your faithfulness, your glory and your beauty. So with my mouth, I declare and praise you for your faithfulness. With my mouth, I praise you for your steadfast love for me. I trust in your steadfast love for me. I declare your steadfast love for me and your faithfulness to me. Your will for me is your steadfast love and faithfulness. As sure as the heavens themselves, as sure as the universe itself is your faithfulness. You have established your faithfulness in the heavens, verse 2. As sure as the universe is, is as sure as your faithfulness to me and your steadfast love for me forever, forever. Verse 5, the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord. Just looking at the universe, it is a praise to your wonders of your steadfast love, the wonders of your glory, the wonders of your beauty, the wonders of your faithfulness, the wonders of your rightness and your perfection and your goodness, your trustworthiness. So I say with verse 11, the heavens are yours, the earth is also yours, the world and all that is in it, you have founded them, you have created them, you are the glorious creator, and I can trust your will for my life. Your will for my life is the only will I can trust, because you are forever, and your steadfast love for me is perfect, and your steadfast love for me is forever, and your faithfulness is established in the universe itself, and you are forever, and your faithfulness is forever. I am all in. I go all in, trusting in your faithfulness, trusting in your steadfast love, trusting in your righteousness and your justice. And I want to walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, the glory of God in the face of Christ, who is my righteousness, the face of Christ, who is the justice of God, satisfied the justice of God for me. So I come before your throne of steadfast love and faithfulness in Christ. I exalt in your name all the day, and in your righteousness I am exalted. By your righteousness I am exalted. 
by your steadfast love, I am exalted. I lift my head in joy and gladness and confidence today. I have joy and gladness and confidence. I am exalted in your righteousness in Christ. I am exalted in your steadfast love for me in Christ. I am exalted in your faithfulness to me in Christ. And so in Christ, I say, blessed is the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.